This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. What? Jody, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Okay, now. I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine! Now, let's say Poe Boys Podcast. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast! We don't think rape is good, but we turn a blind eye! Rape! 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 On the first fucking date! I had a question I didn't ever get to ask you. When you finger a chick... Is there a phantom finger that you feel like you're two fingers deep, but only one's in? Or I fuck? wish there was. No, no shit. I think now what's really crazy is like, because I still have the nerve memory there. Like I can, if I wiggle like what used to be where my middle finger was, the two fingers jiggle a little bit. Like it's pretty wild. But other than that, like, no, I don't really put the crooked one in there. It's got a, <laughs> like a wicked fucking fingernail, like a talon. And I don't oh yeah. Yeah. Either. I saw in A Thousand Ways to Die, a chick died because she was plunging herself with a carrot. She had sliced, you know, freshly sliced, and apparently she cut it too nice, and a little slit opened up in her vagina hole, and she pumped a little air into her fucking pussy when she was fucking herself with a carrot, and then she died. That's not good. That was on A Thousand yeah. Ways to Die. It's one of those things. That's why you can't blow on them shits. You can't blow on them shits. <laughs> Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I am your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight, special guest all the way from the great white north, a uh, new friend and possibly my podcast twin, host of the Fifty Shades of Boucher podcast, Mr. Bobby Boucher. What's happening, man? How are you? Dude, that intro, I love it. Oh, thank you, buddy. Who is that? Is that Clarence Clear, uh, Clearwater Revival? That is Clarence Clearwater Revival. Yep. I can't speak, so good uh, Good on me. I'm happy I at least fucking nailed that. If I would have said I, uh, something like Rush, would you have been upset with me? No, not at all. I would have just rolled with it. <laughs> is, it clear, I, uh, is it Clearance, though? No. Clarence? Uh, Credence. Credence. God damn it. All right. I already fucked this up. Go on, sir. My bad. Maybe you're thinking Clarence Carter. That's good, too. <laughs> I, I could have been thinking of Florence and the Machine for all the fuck I know. Bobby Boucher, uh, we got to speak on your show not too long ago when we made acquaintance and... Uh, had a really good time, man. Uh, I had a few different people tell me that you and I are very similar, 
And I don't know, so far, so good on that end. Uh, I think we might have a, a few differences in that my pull-out game is much more exceptional than yours. But yeah, other than that, out. you know, our style seems to be uh, very similar, and I enjoy having you. So I'd like to introduce you to all of my dozen listeners this evening and maybe some of my new friends, you know? Fuck yeah. Isn't that the best when you have a small show and you can just say whatever the fuck you want? Yeah, I enjoy it. Um, and I will tell you this, and I made this point not too long ago with somebody else. Like, I was a fucking a disaster the first two years doing podcasting stuff. Like, you had to have an episode up every week. Got to be up. Got to record this day. Got to put it out this day. And it was the fucking the grind. <laughs> and after the first hundred episodes, I kind of do whatever I want to now. And because I go out and do like guest spots so much, I feel like it keeps people constantly coming to the feed as opposed to just saturating my goddamn podcast feed with, you know, every ill-conceived idea or fucking bullshit uh, show that I want to host. I go and steal other people's listeners and say, come listen to my show. That's the way to grow, though. Everyone says you got to get on other people's podcasts, and that really is the best way to grow your show. I think so. That, and I've seen a bunch of different ways. Uh, I don't spend any money to grow my show, and I have a, a healthy, small audience. And I enjoy that. Yeah, I was going to say, you're already beating me at that. I've only been, it's your show and fucking No Brains, No Headaches podcast. That and I, I did a live episode of a, of a White Table Talk. But, dude, just guest spot. Do you like guest spotting or hosting more? I'm a way better guest than I am a host. Hands and down. I really feel that honestly because that's I've done this long enough to know what my strengths are. When I go on people's show, I can be energetic and fucking I almost take over their show, which is in some cases it's good and bad. Right. But when I have people on, like I get nervous after about 40 minutes, like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. And I start to freak out a little bit. So I've had people, I'll just cut them off at 40 minutes and go, okay. Because I don't want them to feel like I'm just wasting their goddamn time. Imposter syndrome. I think that's what that is, right? Like, I feel like I'm a fraud for having somebody over for that long. Like, yeah. Well, if I if I think they have better things to do than sit here and, and you know talk make dick jokes with me, but some people I know don't have anything better to do, you know. So those are the fun ones. Or when I show up and they invite me, and you know I'm inter- I'm meeting brand new people. A lot of shows have more than one host. Like I've only met one of them, and I've never met the other people. That's always a good time because. This guy knows who I am and the kind of shit that I say and all this stuff. And these other two people have no idea. So that can go one way or the other. I've had that, you know, both ways. Hell yeah. Are you are you a person? I just talked to somebody about this. Um, are you a person that is like, uh, have you received mostly off-putting vibes when, when you are yourself around new people? Or? No, I think I'm very charming. <clears throat> See, all right. L- okay, let me rephrase that. Around yes. other men... If you are yourself, do you feel that they are like, like super assholeish to you? I guess I don't know how to word that. I put off a lot of people. I I don't. Maybe Minnesota just is gay as fuck, but I don't get along with most people, or most people will shun me out. So like, so that's it. You mean most people don't get along with you? Just like they'll be like, "Why are you saying that right now?" Like I don't, I don't know, and they'll laugh, but like it's like an I don't know. Like I get, I get turned down or turned away from people more than people like embrace me because my whole thing oh. was like how, do you do you love the feeling of being embraced i, I know that sounds very gay yes i'm an attention-seeking fucking uh narcissist yes and and we start a podcast and we start the podcast to find other people that go yo i like how you speak and it's like i've hated how i speak i've been made fun of it my whole life <laughs> where the fuck have you been 
You know, it's one of those things. Sorry, not to, I hope I didn't run that off, but just being embraced, man. Like, even if it's a small crew, it's like, yo, I'd rather have this. Let's, you know, this is how village, this is like tribal shit, you know? That's what I think of. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've done. I, the first couple of years, you got to get into the grind and you meet, like you said, people you will butt heads with. I've fortunately only butted heads with a few people. Most people, if they don't like what I do, they just leave. Yeah. They don't insult me. They don't say, fuck you, yada, yada. They just bounce out of a, a retweet group or a DM conversation, whatever the thing is. They're just like, I'm out. Have you uh, have you had a hard time connecting with people? Sorry, not to cut you off. No, what I was going to say is I, I start and end with the goofy shit that I say. So that's my thing is most people I think will go in guarded and then open up and then one day say some kind of half-assed racist sounding shit that you don't think is actually racist. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you just ask a question or something. Right. Fortunately for me, I come out swinging with shit like that, and most people are like, that's ah, just what he does. So it's fun now. I've done it long enough that I don't offend a lot of people, and I know I've said some shit that probably, if played back you know, with the right background music or sound effects, could make me sound pretty goddamn terrible, but yeah, Hitler you know, in the background I'm going, just I don't hang on, hang on, whatever the fuck Hitler sounded like. I don't know, you know. No, one hundred percent. That's I, I, I talk out loud when I think. That's I think the long <laughs> and the short of it. Hell yeah. Do you so do you feel like listeners or uh guests embrace you more or like people in general? Because I guess the the thing I was gonna ask you was having having only really just you know, screen time meeting people. Um, do you feel like that kind of builds uh, almost like a built-in barrier for people to understand that you might be a character just because they see you on the screen and, and they associate with that? I've had people in my home that I've treated nice that do not reciprocate the kind of like feeling I feel like I gave them. And I go, I turn, dude. I go, I go like ninth grade schoolgirl bitch on it. Like I'll start subtweeting. Dude, I get so It looks pissed. like some people don't know how to appreciate a good time. Hmm. That's kind of what it is. Like if you can come in my podcast and tell me that you did cocaine, but then if it's like, hey, we need help with a like or hey, you know, I'm trying to figure out ways to help you with your content. I feel like I can feed myself if you just said 50 shades of boucher i will go all content all fucking whatever the video is you know what i'm saying yeah there's nothing that i wouldn't love to be more a part of of this kind of scene and it i in minneapolis i think i've thrown so many people off with not following along with the vaccines and fucking all this gay shit you have to be like so pro everything it's like if i fucking ask a question i'm not an asshole but i get dude it's so quick to shut down everything you know, no, like, that makes sense now because you said, "Why would you say that?" I'm, I've gotten that before. Why? No, who would even think of a thing like that? Me. Right. Or even if you just ask a question, like you just get, you know, I've had, I've had my best episode is 309 listens, and it's mm-hmm. from a chick here in Minneapolis. I won't say the name because I don't want to blow her up, but I, I tweeted something about Rachel Maddow being a cunt. And she unfollowed me, won't share my shit. I've had her on the podcast before. Her Twitter reaches 20-something thousand people, and she only puts it on Instagram. I go, I know what you're fucking doing. You could just tell me. Like, like it just that's the kind of shit where I go, I've had you in my home. I've, I've literally, like, you've met my kids. I'm not a bad guy, and yet you'll still project this idea of you on Twitter because, you know, oh, fuck, uh, you know, I can't. I don't want to be associated with that, but that's I the- kind of. Here's Sorry, the thing, go on. Bob. Yeah, go I, on. I get it, but it's 2023. It's the kind of shit that happens now. It's, you can yeah. be guilty by associating with guilty by It's cancel culture, and that it's gotten a lot of people who make content afraid. Right. 
No, and then funny that's, story. And yeah, Mike's on, not sorry. here to, to to defend himself. I have another good friend of mine named Mike. He has the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program. Nice. They had on this dude who was a voice actor for Donald Duck, who is currently the voice actor for Donald, like licensed Disney voice actor for the character Donald Duck on a show. <laughs> or he did it. He did it perfect, and he explained that he had been a fan for many years. He's been doing it for like I think four or five years. And then before that, that guy had been doing it like 30 years. And then the guy that did it originally is dead now. Yeah. So that's right. Damn. So you just get the whole job. Every, every Daffy Duck fucking lineup. It's you. Yeah. They get, they call you up. They say, I need you to record this. And you go into your basement studio and you throw it down and then you mail it back and then you cash your checks. Ching. That's what's up. That's what I want. I want a voice act. Well, here's what happened. Mike and and those other guys, they talked about some, I don't know, uh, controversial topics. The title for the episode was like 50 Cent's Dick and Donald Duck or something like that. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but the show's called The Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. (laughs) Like, This dude sent Mike a, a text message. And was just like, I find this cover art inappropriate. And it was like a picture of 50 Cent or something. You know, he didn't even have his dick out, but it just said 50 Cent's dick and whatever. And he was like, this is not okay. He said, oh, this guy seems unhappy. Should I, you know, message him back? And I was just like, I don't know. He he sounds upset. I said, did he get to the Hitler part yet? Because in there, they also talked about Hitler. (laughs) God damn. Because of Walt Disney. Well, no. We were talking. There was. No, no, no. So that's what's. My point was. Oh, he probably heard that Hitler was mentioned in that episode in any form or fashion and was like, this oh, has to go away right now. Yeah. Said, there has to be like a, a Hitler clause with Disney <laughs> that says very clearly, it's like if you or any member of your family in any capacity is found to be related to, associated with, photographed with, or blah, 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 including for. terminated uh, upon immediate fucking, you know, uh, suspicion. So, yeah, he had to cut him all the way out of that episode. But, like, six people got to hear it that downloaded it and listened to it. That's that's what's – have you ever had a guest ask you not to post it? Mm-hmm. Nope. You know what? That's not true. <sighs> I have one recently. And the thing is, it's a good friend of mine. It's uh, somebody else who's a podcaster. And we went deep. You know, he told me some very personal stuff, information. And I made jokes and made fun of him a little to his face about it. Yeah. And it was a whole thing. And afterwards, he was just like, yeah, I don't know if I need that all that out there. And I'm like, hey, man, I get it. It right. sucks. Because I feel like as a person who was in that moment got to speak with you, I know you're a good person. I know that you got some shit going on, but you know, you're fine. But at the same time, that's somebody's personal information. You can't be putting it out there like that. And the hard part is as a podcaster, the more – the more content that isn't said or personal stories that you know aren't going to be replicated, yeah. you're sitting in the back of your head like, "What? come on, man. Like, it's a little bit, listen, <sighs> we were just talking about the kind of personality that does this. When you're in that situation, it is exploitative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want to feel like you're benefiting from somebody else's fucking shit. For sure. I, I feel that. But there's yeah. no way I could release something like that. Yeah. I've, I've held. I tell him all the time. I was like, you should. People will know more about what's going on, so you don't have to feel so weird when you fucking open up to us and tell them that you're having a hard fucking day. Yeah, right. That's for sure. I've 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 only held a few episodes back that you know 
one I ended up releasing because it wasn't as bad the more I listened to it, but like the guest kind of felt awkward. And, and again, it's this Minneapolis, I, I, for a while here, I got into Minneapolis personalities, right? But so you were doing like local podcasts or like just local people around like radio shit. I didn't want to like try to be like, yo, we're, we're the same podcast, but I do love you for a fucking reason because the first hundred episodes you can hear, I mean, I changed so much. I, I, you know, I, all this shit. But one of the things I thought was, well, let me get in tune with the Minneapolis podcasting crew. It's the closest fucking people that would understand more Minneapolis-based content. There's like five podcasters in the state of Arkansas. I've looked. <laughs> That's so, See, I wish I was you. You're doing great. Well, right. I mean, and, and the other thing, too, I mean, I just got lucky. And, and to be honest, I just told people I wanted them on my show. I didn't bullshit about, you know, listening to their shit. I just was like, hey, I'd love to have you on. You seem to be cool. Let, let's see what happens. And uh, I don't fit that group. Like, it, it just had to be that thing where I, I don't fit into a, a group that, you know, like, I'm not going to say names. Uh, they fired a guy because he said some, he's gay. He's a gay man. I've had him on the podcast many times. He got fired from this local podcast because he called out, there's a guy who got paralyzed here in hockey. He was playing high school hockey, got paralyzed. He got a writer's job, all this shit. He came out as gay. And my my buddy was like, hey, it's not that big a deal. It's 2020 fucking two at the time. He's like, it, I get it, but he's. I wish I had this much love. What All this shit, whatever. You know, he was making a joke of it. They fired him. And they fired him because of all the anti, you know, you can't be anti-gay even, the go, even though the guy is gay. But at the same time, they were calling him a faggot behind the scenes. It's like... That yeah. kind of fake shit pisses me off because I've had you know like that 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 whole scene. I don't even want to be a part of that. Like because because you know like you know you're you're pre- presenting something that's not the real you. I've not had that happen a lot, but it, it, I don't. Okay, let me try that sentence again. I've not had that happen a lot. Are you in how? Are you in retreat groups? Have you ever dealt with that at all with Twitter, like podcast sharing, networking shit? No, nah, I, I, I'm not that, you know. I, I You should. Dude. No, I'm telling you, you should stay away from it. That's good because yeah. it's exactly what you're talking about. And I've done it, so that's what I'm getting at is yeah. in a roundabout way, I've dealt with that kind of shit where it's like, oh, you don't want to do it this way, I guess. I guess you don't want to be a part of the whatever the fuck podcast network circle jerk bullshit. And I'm like, I, I don't. That's the that and that is the Minneapolis market, man. You're all fucking lame. Bro, if you don't talk sports, it always has to be sports. You have to it's Jody B, I fucking love I think I think sports are fucking gay. I'm just gonna throw that out there and I'll defend any of them. I love dude, you can see the background of my fucking you know, of my studio. At no point in my podcast, I mean, you can go through. There's maybe ten percent of my podcast that maybe bring up sports. And and if it's if it's conclusive like not conclusive if it's if it's making fun of uh, you know for the podcast then we'll have fun we'll talk shit we'll get excited blah 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 blah. to think i'm gonna get on here and be like i think the minnesota vikings have a good chance to win the super bowl (laughs) i dude even even to try to be like a not top 10 version of like here's the funniest things that happened there's eight thousand motherfuckers of you but there's only one of you so be you and like all these people are like, oh, I do sports, and we're trying to do our own fucking ziggity zag, fucking dibbity bag, blah, blah. fuck you. Like it's the gayest thing in the world. It's like the same thing. It's yeah. all yeah. You're you're just you go to bed listening to somebody else's content, and you go, how can I make this sound like my own? It's like it, it just fucking talk shit. We could talk about dicks, 
And I could talk to you about the curvature of a dick. That would be a better podcast, I swear to God, than fucking hearing yes. about how LeBron James scored a fucking scoring title. I don't give a fuck. I love I love sports. Don't give a fuck. You know, it's yeah, not fun at all. About it. Yeah, because there's 8, I don't want to talk about sports unless I'm making fun of you because like your team lost or something. I'll yes. do that. I'll, that's my favorite part. Well, and you can make it fun. I mean, you can. Barstool did all this shit, but everybody now wants to be a barstool. Minneapolis here is the number one sports market radio uh, station in the in the fucking United States. It's like next. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, with all due respect, don't you guys have like eight feet of snow on the ground six months out of the year? So there's nothing else to do but sit in your house and watch TV. There's literally four feet of fucking snow outside my yeah. I mean, we're not Buffalo, but we we want to be. Uh, we want to be a lot of California. We want to be everybody. Um, no, dude. I mean, and and it's it's a good market, but it's very hard to you know. I've had many people on that that revolve themselves around those people. Literally, yeah. Um, I've had people on this podcast that are about one person away from being on that fucking show. And I thought that was a good thing. Like you said, you brought a hundred, you know, first hundred episodes, you try to do what you thought of, and then it's whatever the fuck you want to do. That's exactly it, man. Like I joked about having a depression of my podcast this last year and the last, you know, having you on having these people from Twitter that aren't in the Minneapolis area, which I kind of through covid and after covid i kind of bounced on hoping i would gain popularity here and it i think it fucked me up mentally because <laughs> i'm i'm that weak-minded i'm weak-minded as fuck to let that bother me but then i'm also like yo fuck this let's have fun with jody b you know i tried to stay away from this but i was trying to do this with the minneapolis guy and as soon as you start talking about hitler or dirty cunts or fucking crooked dicks they they, they turtle up dude and it's like yeah. don't what am I going to talk about, fucking uh, Rudy Gobert? Fuck you, you fucking asshole. I get what you're saying. That's <laughs> that's kind of how you have to deal with people in public nowadays. Like, when you're face-to-face with people, you do got to be real careful with what you say. Unless Very you much know so. What you, unless you know what crowd you're playing to, mm-hmm. you better be real careful with your fucking jokes. <laughs> For sure. And that and that's fine. But, like, always in, you know, especially, like, if you're not going to help promote, then be funny. If you're not going to promote it to your own fucking people, do you think we're going to cross paths the way I talk about dicks? No. Like, then the, fucking be yourself. You know, I the the best part about it. Sorry, I feel like I'm running this shit, man. I, I, I apologize. I've been drinking. I've been working all fucking we are, day. We are 50-50, buddy. You keep going. I got you. Dude, the fucking opening line that I had these guys on recording was them doing cocaine. And I was like, all right, this is a, this is a fucking, this is, you know, whatever. I had a guest in. They fucking talk about doing cocaine. I had to ask them. I go, can I keep that in? They're like, no, no. It's like, you have no idea. You would have just transcended probably three steps if you would have just admitted that fact. Yeah, you got a bunch of uppity podcasters. I can introduce you to some degenerates. Dude, That's I'm... It's going to be my new project. Bro, my my first podcast I, w- I ever helped, I, I named it. I was fucking promoting it the most. How many fucking episodes of the show do you have? Well, I've, I've, I'm on like 14 episodes of a podcast called The Upper Poor, and that okay. was that. If you want to hear me peak podcasting, it's me not having to run the show and me being able to just tran. We talk sports, but then I'd come in being like a fucking retard about it, and it was the best. Like I absolutely, if I had to say a baby of any podcasting I did, I have Fifty Shades of Boucher. I very much love it, dude. If I could make The Upper Poor, The Upper Poor. Jody B. It's the greatest Tell, name. It to me. What is that? It was a it was uh two three buddies. I love these dudes. I met them in semi pro football. And when I say semi pro football, I mean beer league Minnesota football that claims to be semi pro. You're so gonna you go get, 
get drunk and tackle each other. That's pretty cool. You sign away any any leverage you have to breaking your neck to a league that has no money, and you say, "I'm just doing this for fun." And calling Do you it semi wear pads at least, so you guys you just wore run pads. in there. No, you wore pads. Helmets and shit on. You wore pads. You tried to do practices. It was all gay. The worst, exp- uh, the most bug amount of money I've ever spent in my life. But I met two fucking great dudes out of it, and we talked. There was all this shit. We were friends for years. I get my own. I rent my own house for the first time in my life. I throw a studio on back. We made a podcast. It was fun. I would say things, you know, I would say gay things. I would say things that were not, you know, I think the Suns are going to win in four because they have the, yeah, fuck you. I don't know what to say to that shit. So I would try to, you know, I would find my way in. Sometimes I'd be quiet. I I think I was the perfect color guy to come in and, and get off the fucking gay sports topic and, and just throw a randomness in there. And they weren't sharing it. They were telling me, you know, hey, he doesn't feel comfortable with sharing the shit about you talking about your dead dad. It's like, he's my fucking dead dad, you fuck. Like, what the fuck is this shit? I can joke about, you know, being gay and not having to worry about my dad calling me and be like, are you fucking faggot? You know, like, fuck off. And it, it, dude, it just became a thing. I was editing. I was fucking like, I, I'll give those dudes credit that like they were doing some shit too. But there was a lot that got dropped on me because I would do some wild shit and I, the, again, I love the name. My my whole podcast is run under the Upper Poor Network. The Upper Poor is the greatest thing, dude. I'm literally making thirty thousand dollars a year. Like that is the upper part of poor, right? Like, so I'm dumb, I guess, and poor, you know, could be spelled a few different ways. So I'm like the Upper Poor, like a beer. Like I'm. So. Yeah, no, no, it was literally like, uh, like my buddy's uh, wife made the thing. Um, the Upper Poor was. You know, just the, and then a very, like, classy upper, and then just a fucking, like, ghetto poor. And it had, you know, a hat. I wear a fucking hat everywhere I go. It had the one guy's beard. It had another guy's fucking dreads. And, uh, you know, it was two white guys and a black guy. It was the perfect opposite Oreo, you know? Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good mix. It was a good, dude, honestly, I'm telling you. And they still they still do a podcast. I, I don't want to shout them out because I think it's the gayest thing in the world. It's uh, it's it's an all sports fucking like no attitude, no you know attitude is in. I love the Chiefs. It's like, all right, man. Like you guys, I know you guys, and that's what made me mad. You know, it was just like you could make this a multitude of many things and just reach so many platforms, and you're just choosing to fucking be ESPN yeah. light. It just pisses me off. I get bored. That's my problem. Why like, I'll do something one way and then do it a completely different way. That's why I've had mostly like uh, rotating guests for my show. Yeah, you know, I do a show now with John that we do. That's what we normally would doing right now. Is it's called Rubberneckers, and we talk about topics that are going on in the world today, and we you know rant and rave and make little jokes. And there's a place for that. There's a place for that because, I mean, what I'm, you know, essentially what that show would be was sports news and you would talk about that and make jokes. But it's like, it's just content that's like, you, you couldn't cookie cut more shit. You know, you're, you're, you're labeled to a certain thing. You're not bar stool. So what are you going to do? You know? Right. So that's well, why. Sports is tough because, like, if you're talking about the, the exact same thing, you're mm-hmm. probably going to have the exact same opinion. You can only go only so, so many, many ways. You can say about LeBron James. Yep. He's been playing basketball for 20 goddamn years at this point. Yeah. Every funny thing about LeBron has been said. 
Yeah, and then all the racist shit you can say too. <laughs> you know, also it's, that it's not even that you have to. It's just like it's already played out. So like to have you and me come on and just be like, "How was your day?" I don't know. I saw a fucking lady try to offer us food. She fucking wouldn't leave us alone. I can't. I can't read her. All that. Sh- that's different than anything you're gonna fucking hear anywhere. And you, who gives a fuck? You're listening to a podcast. You can go listen to eight thousand takes of the same shit. Or you can yeah. listen to Jody B try to finger fuck some lady with one super finger. I mean, that's that's the goal. Some my strong hand. Yeah. Your your pimp hand. No, I don't hit it much. I don't. When I hit that hand on stuff, it almost makes me cry. Oh no, shit! Is it like the nerves <laughs> all fucked up? Soft spots right there. Yeah, it is a lot of nerve damage and I, shit. So I had a question I didn't ever get to ask you. When you finger a chick, is there a phantom finger that you feel like you're two fingers deep, but only one's in? <laughs> Oh, I fuck. wish there was. No, no shit. I think now what's really crazy is like because I still have the nerve memory there. Like I can, if I wiggle like what used to be where my middle finger was, the two fingers jiggle a little bit. Like it's pretty wild. But other than that, like no, I don't really put the crooked one in there. It's got a <laughs> like a wicked fucking fingernail, like a talon, and I don't oh yeah, yeah. Spider. I, I saw in a thousand ways to die. A chick died because she was plunging herself with a carrot. She had sliced, you know, freshly sliced, and apparently mm-hmm. she cut it too nice, and a little slit opened up in her vagina hole, and she pumped a little air into her fucking pussy when she was fucking herself with a carrot, and then she died. That's not good. That was on a yeah. thousand ways to die. It's one of those things. That's why you can't blow on them shits. You can't blow on them shits. <laughs> You've been doing it. this for a while. I asked you uh, the other day when we were talking, and you said mentioned an episode that I should go check out. And I thumbed through your goddamn catalog. That's what I was saying earlier. Is like you're not new to podcasting. You've been doing this for a while, right? 2022 uh, was probably my worst year of putting out material um, or you know content or whatever the fuck you want to put it. I just look back. There's like a couple of times where you can just see like one episode a month. And uh, I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm trying to be so much better about it in 2023, just in my own self. And I'm, I'm loving it because I have people that I fucking actually feel like I'm, I'm connecting with as opposed to watching myself about, you know? I, my fucking podcatcher says 131 episodes of your show by me. Yeah. And in the last, you know, I maybe did 20 episodes last year, maybe a little more than that. But I, I was really pumping them out that first couple of years. Uh, and then I did the upper pour and, and that's what, that's what transcended me to want to do my own shit was cause I was getting censored on a fucking podcast I helped make. So I was like, God, fuck all you guys. I'll be Joe Rogan, fucking poor gay fuck from Minnesota. You know, I, I'm glad you figured it out, man. Cause I would hate for you to do another hundred and a half, not doing whatever you wanted to do. Right. Well, I started doing what I wanted to do, but then you have ideas of what you want to do and they're not what you are. You know, there's, there's, I did little intros. Oh, I re- I had this guy on. He was really fun to talk to. You know, we really broke down. It's like, ah, fuck. I could do an Ari Shafir, you know, fuck off kind of big vibe, but I could, we I should I, go back and listen to old ones. We could do that. We can critique each other's shows. <sighs> Just go back to like the, the single digits, maybe. Yeah. My Hit, like episode 12. My first, my first episode. Shit on each other. My first episode has like me talking about how I want to break down what I did in therapy. I was like, I want to talk about aliens. I was like, you couldn't sound like a bigger fucking fag trying to be like, I want to talk about my time in therapy. It's like, why? Because I was waking up at two a.m. being like, I'm gonna die someday. Holy fuck! What the fuck is that gonna be like? I hope to God it's not an emptiness vacuum of fucking suck. You know, like that kind of shit. When did you start therapy, Bobby? I only did therapy for three months because the government says at 26, no more your parents, you know, insurance, whatever bullshit. 
fair. But, but uh, dude, I was having like panic attacks, like about dying, anxiety. I just, I've always had anxiety about death. And I think those three months really helped me because I've been able to calm down. But I'm telling you, dude, I would go, I think claustro- I, I know what claustrophobia feels like because anytime I started thinking about the emptiness of dying, whew, the walls, baby. Collapse. Yeah, be that focused on your mortality. You're a young man, Bobby Boucher. I ever since I was little, man. I, ever since I was little, I'm not kidding you. I fucking have feared death my whole life. I'm getting much better about it. Actually, coming into my 30s, I think I might be able to say if I die, I just hope to God it's it's long enough that I get to teach my kids, yo, don't follow this shit. Get the fuck out. Go live in the woods. <laughs> do something. You know, um, run. I just don't want to. I do that at this point. I don't care if I die. I, I'm coughing up black shit every now and again, so I go, or every now and again by every morning, and I go, oh, God. Uh, at this point, I just hope I get to fucking see these kids off to, like, college and be like, please, please remember me. But here's the Fingers podcast, crossed. right? That's the thing. You, you're recorded. Are you the first person in your entire lineage of people that have yourself recorded like this? For sure. Have you ever thought about it? I do. Um, so I mentioned my uh, my wife's grandpa earlier. I, I, you know what? I wasn't even talking to you about that. I was talking about something else. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're fine, dude. I was doing a podcast while he was still alive, and I would take my son to go meet him. My son was, you know, like two at the time, and we would go every Saturday. We get up early. We go have breakfast with his grandpa. Jack was like 94, 93, 94 years old, still getting around and shit. Okay, but you know. 94 years old, and not everything worked great. He had a slip and fall at one point, and like before all that happened, when we would go do those Saturday trips, I thought about taking my stuff and like recording and talking to him, like, what was it like back in 1954 when you fucked? Because he was a really sweet older guy. Like, he wasn't like a racist. Hell yeah. He said some almost racist sounding shit one time, and I thought he was a little bent for a couple months until I realized that, like, that's just what they called it. And I know that sounds racist to say it like that, but it was a part of town. He didn't have hate. That, that was just the nickname. It's not a nickname. It's on a fucking sign by the park. It's called Dark Hollow. And let's just say it's in a part of town that just happens to be predominantly uh, people of uh, African descent. <laughs> Darker melanin. He or called it melanin. Dark Hollow. And I was like, that's not what they call that. Not a chance. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it is a Dark Hollow. I said, well... I you understand maybe that's what you guys called it, whatever. And then lo and behold, I drove by it. There's a little park and I drove by and on a placard there, it says, welcome to dark hollow. And I'm like, I mean, he's not racist, but we probably need to talk about this with the local municipalities. Yeah. There needs to be a conversation at least. Is it racist? If I say something, if I go up and I go, you call it dark hollow? Really? And they go, yeah, is that a problem? And I go, ah. I mean, no. Where do we want to take this in society <laughs> standards? How liberal do I have to be before it is? Because trust me, you could hit that le- le- that level. That le- 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 fucking a goddamn it! I've been <sighs> Jody. I hope I don't sound retarded on this podcast. You're good, buddy. No, and uh, so with with Jack, I regret not doing that with him because I talked about it with my wife. She was like, "I really appreciate the fact that you go take him up there to see him every Saturday," and I'm like. He's probably not going to see him get much older. Right. So, should probably give him the time. And, and you want to be able, it's weird though, right? Because we talk about being assholes and, and all this stuff we can talk about. But at the end of the day, we both realize, oh shit, you can kind of memorialize people in your lives with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it sucks when you can't take advantage. I'm trying to get my grandpa on it because my dad's already dead. 
my dad would laugh at me. You know, uh, maybe I want to start a podcast. My dad literally said to me, "Who the fuck would you have on your fucking podcast?" Well, sure, shit. I had my num my my fucking child NFL hero on my podcast. I had a guy who played sports here that my dad probably would have creamed his pants on, being like, "Holy fuck, you you talk to that fucking guy?" It's like, yeah, I fucking talk. Yeah, I talked to your a podcast wh- is fueled by spite, Bobby. That's oh, nice. It might be. It, it is. It. I. I literally. I can. I say without being gay. I did cry getting Matt Burke on my podcast because I was like, my dad would probably be like, yo, that's actually fucking cool. And I was yeah, like, I was be like, guess who was on my podcast? Matt Burke. Oh, that's bro. awesome. Bro. You can't listen to it. You motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Have fun listening to it in heaven, bitch. No, it's like, uh, no, Brad Johnson would have been, well, Brad Johnson is my hero. Like that is my guy from the NFL. My first NFL Jersey. I love sports. Will I talk about it? Fuck no. But I got to talk with some cool people during COVID and shit. And that was a podcast that I was like, God, he would have been fucking been like, dude, that's fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad had some, my, I got him to listen to Rogan. He was a fucking, just a blue collar motherfucker. Just a, I mean, cool as fuck. He didn't, he was, you know, weird dad, great provider, cool as fuck friend. Everybody at his funeral was like, this motherfucker would jump out of his seat for you. And if you had beer, there. He would do a great job and fucking be like, yo, I could do this, this, this. And they'd be like, yeah, just fucking help, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. And all you need to do is give him beer. And I love that about him. Like, that's that's the coolest part about my dad was just give me beer. I'll come help you. I'll, you're my friend. Let What can I do for you? It's like, God damn it. Can I, I wish I could do that. But I can't fix a car or nothing like that, you know? Yeah, no, I suck at adulting. I, I pay a man to mow my yard. And I get, <laughs> I get made fun of mercilessly by some of my friends. And you got dude, if if it's not that much and you got it, why the fuck wouldn't you? No, I got a lot of yard and I don't have an a lawnmower. I'm not gonna push mow that much yard. So That's fuck sick. off. That's sick. Exactly push mow. Do you have a push mower? I don't have no, I don't mow grass. <laughs> I pay somebody else to do it. Now I pay a white guy to do it. I don't know if that's cool, but he charges me the least. Well, I'm a, I'm a fucking painter, dude. You know how many times I get told I just don't want a Latin crew in here? God damn. I can't be. I'm not racist, but I go, I will benefit from your racism. Yes, thank you. I am white. Yes, thank you. I'll take your business because apparently some dudes will probably do it a day quicker and cheaper than me you don't want in your house. It's like, fuck, all yeah, right. You should just call the name of your company White Privilege. No shit. No shit. White Privilege Paint Company. It's probably happened three or four times where somebody was like, well, they're probably going to bring in a Latin crew. Do you want to try to bid this job? And you'll br-? It's like, Jesus, fuck, no. I don't want to. Not when you're saying it like that, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, settle down, bro. Like, I got no problem with anybody. Like, fucking, you know. But it is, it, I don't know. It is funny because I come from a fucking dad who, you know, uh, my dad got all fucking liquored up one night. There's this dumb asshole redneck, uh, across the street named Tim. And I'm sure he got it. You know, my dad, my dad was like a cool guy, but like he could be talked into some fucking real gay redneck bullshit. And I walked in, I had like all black friends going into eighth grade. And I walked into my fucking dad's garage. How far can I say that? You got to bleep me out. My dad, my dad had a sign that said no. N-. And I was like, bro, my fucking best friend yeah, is black. not going to work. I started crying, dude. I started crying so fucking hard. And I was like, my best friend, Daquan, can't come here. I was like, dude, like you're fucking me up. My mom went out there and chewed those fucking dudes out. And my dad never was like, never. I mean, 
to like pieces. Of, you know, I'll just I'm, I fuck now. I sound racist. As far as you know, you well, can say that. As far as you know. Well, my dad, my dad was very cool with people he respected. But you could, I hung out with people you could definitely find flaws in, and my dad immediately knew those weren't long-term friends, those were fucking assholes. And he would maybe not, like, he wouldn't say anything mean, he, he bought him, you know, my mom bought pizza for all of us, we sat on the porch, nothing ever like that, but my dad was very... Having a sign that says something like that is way different than getting drunk and saying that one night in front of your friends. He... He had that one drunken night, made that in a welding sign, and then he got rid of it immediately. Or he just gave it to Tim. Tim, you know, he never had it. Like, my dad definitely carried some racism. Like, I'll never, you know, I always joke. I told those guys right away. I was like, my dad hates black dudes. I I thought that's what it was when I was in that, you know, that age. It was a a product of my dad not understanding, like, you know, they're – there are cool fucking people, and there are people you can hate. You don't have to specify them by their fucking color, you know? Right. You're just but, being lazy. Yeah. Being it, racist is lazy. You yes. don't want to do the work and look into people and try to learn about other people. But but he would he would be able to be like, uh, like uh, again, like uh, my my dad would say there's white <laughs> too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, for sure. His name is Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, not even that. Eminem took his soul. He doesn't count anymore. I think uh, it's not even trying to. I, again, I feel bad saying that on your podcast, but he would. Oh, no, I'll put a cool sound in there. Yeah, like, yeah. I look, I look out for you, buddy. Don't Thank worry. you, sir. No, and and he would he would just say in the fact of like not understanding that the way you're saying that is not okay. It's mm-hmm. it's the fact that what you're trying to say is make your worth do something that like isn't just like this persona of being a fucking whatever like i i i really try like i've had so many people on i hope you know whatever i've never cared a fuck about it but like i can definitely like understand where it's like you're just trying to voice like make yourself valuable don't just like be here and like say things and be like i'm owed this shit and this it's fucked up but like there were people i hung out with like that that would openly try to you know say that shit it's like I could see why a blue collar guy is like. Well, you know where they're getting it from too. They're getting it from their dads or their for sure. Or whatever the fuck they happen to be getting it for sure. So it just sucks. Your dad was easily influenced. It sounds like, but easily influenced. I think we I, all I, were because there's a part of, of my high school. I went to school in Arkansas, dude. Yeah, you know, like right. I wore shirts with fucking rebel flags and shit on it. And I've heard the jokes. I've said the jokes. Yeah, when I was younger, right. I had mostly black friends. Right. That's crazy to think about because, you know, when people defend themselves, well, I got black friends. Like, I had mostly black friends. I'm pretty sure from when I, as far as I can remember, up until high school. And then, like, the, the higher up in your grades you get, the more you kind of mix it up. I played football. So obviously, I had black friends. If it's, if, yeah. If it's anywhere past the 80s, for sure, you were like, you respect those dudes. They're going to help you win. Right. So I don't know, man. No. Like it's it's always been interesting to me when you find somebody who's like genuine. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. You have to respect somebody being able to say what they are. Like what we talk about, we we talk about you know anything we want. I mean, there's dudes who will really let you know what they're thinking, and some of it's not hate. I appreciate it. If so, if, I know who to duck when motherfucking well, when people start shooting, and who not to be like alone in traffic with in a car, like. <laughs> I don't want to be hanging out with you when the shit goes down. Right. So let me know who you are outright. Right. Well, and some of it's hate filled. And I think that's where you can find like, you know, some of it's just like, you're just, you're just not. Oh, Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you remember something. Well, you know what I'm saying though? Like, you know, when people are. Listen. Sorry. My 
my mom went on a rant the other night that at one point I was kind of like, listen, baby girl, I know, I know what you're saying right now, but you're not saying it right. You haven't said this to anybody that you know out in public or <laughs> in front of any cameras. Exactly. Like, no. And I go, <laughs> no, it's not ever. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, Jody. And I, she doesn't I, have hate in her heart. She's a hardworking woman, and it just so happens that she has explained to me the circumstance is there's a pack of black folks in her office that apparently, at some point, quit doing as much work as they were supposed to, and now there's like four folks up there that are drawing paychecks that are equal or more than she's making. And they're doing, you know, 10 to 20% of the effort they should be giving out of 100. Yeah. And, and it, she was like, that's fucked up. For you sure. Know? For sure. And that I, she, called, she called HR and was just like, this is bullshit. Stuff's not luck. operating. These motherfuckers are driving cars, on, not on company. To like, she blew the whistle on everything. And I was like, you better be glad you're a good employee. Like, yeah. they moved her back. They know she's good at her job. And so it's one of those things where it's going to be, hopefully, they just come in and do some evaluating, and maybe they'll find out that maybe shit isn't being ran the way it's supposed to be. And that's fine. Then they'll fix it. Right. Well, and that's, you know, again, that's just like... But you don't want to be the person blowing the whistle on that, Bobby. You don't want to be like, well, see, the thing is, is those four people over there, that's what you have to say. Yeah. I don't know those people, so she has to explain it to me. And she goes, so these black people... (laughs) Are right. Scheming up right. And, and, and not doing their goddamn work. And I'm like, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I walk into my, <laughs> I walk into the garage. My dad goes, what are you doing home? Cause I was living an hour away. I go, oh, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd do an interview on feminism. You know, so I came and interviewed mom. And my dad goes, "What the fuck is that?" And I was interviewed your mom, and then came Bobby. That's gross. Well, I was like, but I was like, uh, he goes, uh, "What the fuck is feminism?" I was like, "Oh, I was like." All right, we're we're starting off good here. I go, it's it's like women empowerment, and he just fucking was like, oh, it just went back to doing fucking wrench work or whatever, dude. This motherfucker had a pile of cigarettes. It made him legit sick to his stomach for a moment. He was just like, he just already he knew the assignment. He goes, nope, not for me. Like he, but he had a he had my mom steal his four hundred one k, like legit forge his signature on his four hundred one k. I can understand where this guy was like, I'm just fucking letting it all out. I like you if you work hard. After that, fuck you. Like, that was my dad, you know? Like, he respected the people who he respected, and after that, fuck yourself. Which I is think you guys had a lot of black folks up there in Minnesota. Oh, we it's got a cold. ton. We got a ton. It's cold. You wouldn't think there'd be a lot of black folks up there. Most of the black people I know are very tropical to, to like, humid preference. We're pre- we're pretty good. I mean, Minneapolis. I mean, you know, we uh, had a big. Uh, it's cold all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, true. you know, we had a big movement in twenty twenty. Or twenty. Had a couple things. We had a couple things go on. Said, they were like all the black people in Minnesota are banding together, and I was like, oh, so it's like a parade. Uh, it's like, be a hundred, bro. I fucking uh, there. I I went to middle school, middle school and high school. Uh, all my tenth grade year. I spent over at this dude's house uh, every weekend, and later we grew up, and that guy threw, <laughs> that guy got arrested and charged for burning down the Minneapolis precinct. 
Oh, shit. Bro, he was my friend in 10th grade. Every, dude, I'm not shitting you. Every fucking Would weekend. You on the news? Bro, like, he was. You sitting one night, and you're like, oh, shit, that's Jaquan. No, what his name was his name is Bryce Williams. You can check it up. I mean, he did it, not me. Um, but he fucking, uh, dude, he, I used to spend, I'm not kidding you, every weekend. He he was very, uh, in, to put it in context, his black friends were like, bro, why the fuck are you inviting Bobby? And for some reason, me and Bryce connected, and I was like, bro, I'll come over, like, hang out. I would sleep over there. We'd stay up till fucking four. I went to this dude's AAU basketball games. Like, we were actually pretty good fucking friends. And then shit tails off in high school. And then I guess, you know, seven, nine years later, the guy's throwing a fucking Molotov cocktail through the Minneapolis precinct after George Floyd. And I've had content ever since. That's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, I've never lived through a massacre or a fucking uh, literal burning down of the city. Like, we got some people get mad here when that shit went down. But yeah, it was, I mean, what happened here? So, I mean, it was, dude, it was wild. The episode I actually told you is like my best episode I ever did was. Like, had nothing to do with that. It just, there's a little sub-fucking five-second section where, like, uh, we talked about, it was, like, the day after George Floyd died is when I had my buddy uh, um, Drew Woltarski on. And one of my favorite episodes of all time. And I just talked to him about being like, I have no idea what's going to happen right now. The next day, I went to work. That, the, that night after Drew left... That night was when people started buildings on fire for the first time. Sure. I went to work the next day. I went back to painting that next day, and we had to drive down University Avenue in St. Paul, and there were already four or five buildings built, like literally burnt to the fucking nothing. Sure. Like, it was like downtown Afghanistan, just Bro. cars on fire. And the, the whole time, all you hear is, There's just cops and fucking like there's everything is going on. You can see because uh, it's the Twin Cities, there are literal puffs of smoke coming up from Saint Saint Paul. Minneapolis is only fucking so far away. You can see puffs of smoke coming out of there, and it's like, bro. I mean, we I worked until about yeah, two o'clock. I guess the Vikings won the Super Bowl. Oh fuck! <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's like Philadelphia if they win, right? right. I mean. It was it was one of the crazier times, but we podcast and you know it, it's a little clip of it. But it, like I I listen back, being like, holy fuck, like that's a crazy time. And then you have my friend who jumps into that shit. He gets a twelve million dollar fucking. Uh, you owe the st- city of Minneapolis twelve million dollars after you get out. You know, and he 12 was on million? twelve million dollars. Um, and Can you he, imagine owing anybody a million dollars? I mean, bro, I like owe one million dollars. You owe me a million dollars now. Get cracking. I owe nine thousand dollars on a fucking minivan that's full of paint shit right now, bro. I'm only t- a year in or two years in. I feel just as fucking hard up, if not worse, dude. No, I have an interest rate of like twenty four percent. I'm a fucking 12, asshole. Twelve million dollars. <laughs> twelve million dollars. When you get out, by the way, he's about to get out, actually. Yeah. Better get to work. It was like a two and a half year sentence, and then the twelve million dollar uh, whatever the Star Tribune, which is the paper in Minneapolis here in Minnesota, um, they did a whole you know you fucking pick him up when he gets out, buy him lunch, and then the episode title will be called "Worth It." I've thought about having him on the podcast. Here's here's a funny thing I'll give you, Jody B. When we were in tenth grade, at no correlation have we known what was going to happen in twenty twenty. So I'm going to state that right the fuck now, and uh, I'm going to say the someone who isn't me, nameless, was with a, a group of uh, people in a golden, f- and they 
at no correlation at no correlation knew that this Molotov cocktail business was going to happen after a momentous moment. There was a Molotov cocktail thrown in 10th grade. So like it'll be fun, but goddamn it, gasoline. It was very scary. I I uh, have no idea what happened. Um, this was only things I heard. I did know that the story details were a glass bottle and gasoline rag out of the top. And I said, that sounds like a Molotov cocktail. I have no idea. You know, I've never saw it. Um, but apparently... Yeah, seen Grand Theft Auto. I assume that's how that works. Exactly. And apparently, um, you know, that guy lit one. And uh, somebody threw it. And who knows if that, you know, fucking 10 years later led up to being like, yo, I've trained for this. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the craziest coincidences I've ever fucking heard in my life. And it's the fuck. So this is now you just got to play a clip of Cat Williams go, you need to get you some white friends. That's what I'm saying. Because I just you explain it. I taught him how to do that. We were sitting there one day and I go, someone oh, yeah. who isn't me swim did it. Um, oh, no, no. I, dude, I wasn't even like, I remember being in the, and like, the funniest thing is I got told to go out and you know, this is again in like, this is like eight years before, dude. Like it's nothing. Like there's not yeah, even you, a, you laid the blueprint. There's no thought of it, but I think it's so funny that like we threw it at like a random like park, you know, uh, like a, like, there was this really weird, like half circle, like there, it was surrounded by a hill, like a half hill kind of a thing. It was enough to be a kind of a cool basketball court. And we just threw it in the middle of this basketball court. You know, you're fucking kids. You're, you're 16 years old. You fuck around, whatever. I held it as the motherfucker lit it, and then he no, grabbed it. You. and you. Somebody else. Somebody, I don't know. Another guy. And it was just... Edit it, it, out. it wasn't me. No, you're fine. Yeah, actually edit that out. Um, but the dude fucking... Uh, the dude throws it, and it's like, damn, man. Like It does come back to me later in life that it's like... That's a weird coin. Like I said, that's just a weird eight-year lapse of things to be like. That's funny. Like that's I like to think about it the other from the other point of view is that your friend was there that night and he was just like, you know what? This will be an effective <laughs> tactic later in my life. You know what? I'm pretty pissed off, and I I just happen to know how to make a Molotov cocktail because of my good old buddy. Or was it name redacted? No, on swim, but. Uh, and actually, like I said, like, I really was just kind of like hanging out. I came up to a party, we were at a bonfire and then you see dudes saying this and I was like, Hmm, this won't ever come up in our, in our, like, this will only be the moment in this moment forever. And this will never have to come up again. And sure as fuck, one of us took that moment and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to one up it. And I was like, bro, that's so wild to have. It's like it's like uh, throwing M80s with your friends and then being like, yo, do you know? did you hear that fucking so-and-so 10 years later decided to actually have a real bomb? It's like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? Why? It's like, oh, no. Like, what the fuck happened there? Like, it's crazy, man. It's one of the funniest things I can think of is just being like, there's nothing I, I did wrong in that scenario, but no. it's just like... How ironic that it all folds in together. There's nothing you did wrong. You just trained a man to make a, an efficient, an efficient uh, explosive. You saying trained a man makes me feel so scared to even tell that story. Because, again, there's such a long period of gap. But it's like, man, like, I don't even want to, you know, it's, it's like making the works bombs. Like, you don't know what you're doing when you're 16. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever make a works bomb? You know what? I, I You just made it a little more 
like palatable. We never did that. I've heard about those. We did like dry ice bombs and stuff. Vinegar <laughs> bombs. Yeah, you stuff vinegar and fucking in oh, a milk jug. Stop and- it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But if supposedly if you mix, you know, uh, aluminum tin foil and fucking uh, the works and you put it in a Gatorade bottle, it makes a big fucking boom, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, everybody fucks with that. You know, you, you, you see shit on Grand Theft Auto if they can sell it to you. For Christ's sake, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 had you gunning down an airport yeah. to start the fucking game. You were gunning down an entire airport, like... I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a weird fucking time in everyone's life. That was the same time I probably played that game as when Swim fucking did that. God damn it. Swim, swim is the funniest fucking thing, dude. Have you ever, have you ever heard of Swim? I, I haven't, but I'm assuming it's an alias. Yeah, someone, some magic. someone who isn't me. Got it. You know, I just don't want to have to say all that. So I just say Swim. You're so fucking cool, dude. Jody B, how bad is this podcast? I feel so bad that I've just been rapping. What are you talking about? You've told me awesome stories for the last fucking 45 minutes. That's what's funny. You don't even know you're doing it. I'll sit here and just make you tell me all kinds of personal shit, and I'll just let you keep talking. That's the beauty of the guest spot is you can just feel like you're saying something and be like, apologize to your guest. And it's like, actually, as a singular podcast, the more you talk, it makes me feel better that there doesn't have to be space filled. You want me to talk? I can talk. No, Listen. I just feel, I feel terrible. I had something that I wanted to ask you about. This is a a topic that we would cover on Rappernecker's. And we were supposed to do the show tonight, and this was one that I was really excited to talk about. Good news for you, I don't really shows for months on end, so by the time we talk about that on that show, it'll be long forgotten, and then people will get to hear my opinions right now. That's fine. Go for it. So I don't TikTok, but I heard. Chinese balloon. Sorry, go on. No, we're going way past that. That's such a dumb thing. Like I don't want to copy, because now I've heard other people talk about it. Right. What a a dumb fucking thing. Oh, Chinese spy balloon. They don't have drones. I watched the Olympics. They had like 1,400 drones, and they like made a Chinese flag and then a big middle finger, and that's how they're going to spy on us is with a weather balloon? Yeah. Retards? Is that what you think? There's been, dude, Minnesota had one in like 2019. Like, it's the It's all gay. Anyways. What a dumb fucking thing to say anyway yeah, so yeah uh i saw this tiktok and i'm all for like you said feminism and equality and women did your body your choice and all that good stuff right there's a gal on tiktok who's making cheese from the bacteria and the uh culture swab samples from her vagina now she's calling it coo cheese I'm going to let it marinate. She's taking cultures from her vagina, mixing them with like regular milk-making products. Like she, you make cheese however you normally would. And at the part where you normally would put in your cultures and shit, she's putting in essence. Okay. And she's making cheese. I don't know if she's going to eat it or she's going to auction it off or what the fucking deal is or how much she even made. I don't think I, the whole process, there was a pot, maybe a gallon of milk. And I bet you only get probably like a little baby bell cheese out of a gallon of milk when it's all said and done. What's a little baby bell cheese? Well, like a cheese stick. What are you going to make with that little fucking thing? That's hot. I'm just curious. Like, are you eating it? Coo cheese. First of all, terrible name. Second of all, would you eat it? 
Okay. So this chick, if I had to give her a number, and I'm very generous, she's a, she's a six. Arkansas you know? six or like nationwide six, Minneapolis six. There's a, I'm going to give a it a nationwide. Things. I'll give it a nationwide six. She's a little above average. All right, she's cool. not. She's Mini- not gross. She's Minneapolis not fat. eight. She's not a, yeah. <laughs> Go if on. My governor did it. If it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders making coochies, I would be like, <clears throat> no, thank you. Oh, Sarah Huckabee is that the old chick who used to be like uh, Trump's fucking? Yeah, the old cockeyed bitch, bro. That's her. Uh, I've been on tweets about eating that eating that chick's sweet pussy, bro. You can come visit. You bro, can go shoot your fucking shot, bro. I, I've said you want a bitch like Sarah Huckabee. She will defend you till the end and suck your dick with a crazy weird eye, dude. You know how you know how cool that fucking blowjob would be is having some chick look at you and look at your dick while she's talking about how cool Trump is. <laughs> Did you know that he was the first president to ever step foot on North Korea? <laughs> It's like, holy fuck, god damn it, you Republican bitch, god damn. So, I I would probably try Coochie's, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I would try her Coochie's. But you would day, try just, somebody. Like, cheese with very little, like, it's probably not going to taste like pussy, it's just gross. Yeah, it's to, like. To say it out loud, like, you know. Like Gwyneth Paltrow's candle, it, do, it doesn't really smell like her pussy, it just smells like some weird ever bullshit she supposedly dropped a little droplet of pussy juice in you know? Right. I don't know though, because like there's other things. If I had to pick, like I might coochies. Wasn't like vanilla extract, like beaver pussy? I'm not shitting you. There's some. No, no, you're you're one hundred percent right, but it's that's not it. But it's close <laughs> enough. It's beaver pussy, but it's vanilla extract. Like there's some sort of sweetness that comes from something there, but. Dude, I God damn it. Um I I got to say man, uh I I mean I'm a you know, I'm a like let me finger you before I go to work kind of guy, so like at, you know, right after lunchtime I can just kind of right, let me get to work, you know what I'm saying? I like lo- I love pussy. It's one of my favorite things. Bro, I love how, the smell of it. I love how it looks. I'm I'm a pussy guy. Do you think it's weird when guys keep panties? No. Not at all. Like I fucking, I had to admit to that one the other day. We were in a thing, and I was just like, "You guys ain't never sniff your chick's panties." And they're like, "No." I don't go. That's gay. I mean, you don't you sniff don't the ass. Me? Don't sniff the ass, but you sniff you know, the you, whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes I let her take them off first. You know. That's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up, dude. I mean, honestly, though, it makes me so mad when people are like, "Why?" Like, "Ooh," it's like, "What do you mean, ew?" Like, I'm a, I'm a monster. Do you, you understand me? Yeah. Do you, <laughs> like, do you, I'm not a predator. But I'm a monster. I'm Do you know the kind of pheromones that's letting off? Like, brother, like if you're getting, off, you can get off by her armpit all you want. That's that's what I think of is like dudes who my are wife like, is gonna get mad at me because I'm sure she if she's not passed out right now she's just like he's in there yelling about pussy again. Oh hell yeah, that's the best, an episode though. of a show uh, a couple weeks ago where the guy had been in Germany, so I learned how to say I love pussy in German. And of course, everybody at the thing didn't get it. I was like, these lights. <laughs> Moose Mushki or whatever the fuck, and he was like laughing. Oh, that's good. And they go, "What the fuck does that even mean?" And I'm in here going, "Oh, that they, they thought you were trying to take over a small room of Germans. Yeah, yeah. With charisma and and promises that it's someone else's fault. <laughs> I don't know about other like body part stuff. Like I know that they make 
like it's breast milk. So I'm assuming you could make like ice cream and stuff out of that. That's what I thought you were going to talk about is instead of putting a woman's vagina juice in cheese, I thought you were talking about making breast milk into cheese, like breast milk cheese. Breast milk cheese. Yeah, that's another one too. I would probably go ice cream over cheese if we're going to go breast milk because I'm not really a tits guy. But also, you know, cheese is one thing. As long as I don't know, I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Because that video was quite disturbing when she was like, these are my cultures. She <laughs> dumped it out. It looked like fucking yogurt, like clumpy fucking cottage cheese yogurt. And I was like, that didn't come out of you. But I understand like what happened in that cup is like you swabbed your shit and then you mixed in some whatever and let it sit. You know, like yeah, it's like the shit that sits on top but of it's yogurt. Still really gross to see. Yeah, problem. It's it's like all that liquid that sits on top of yogurt and then you got to mix it into all the rest of the shit to not be too grossed out. It's uh, dude, the fact that it's like cultured, it's like ew, lady. Like I mean. There's Ew. been people who there's been bitches who have made beer with pussy. Like they get in the same thing. They use the yeast, pH, whatever, and they put it in there. And they're like, "That's my pussy beer." <laughs> That's my favorite meme. Is uh, um, when you when your girl lets you fuck everyone in the crowd, and you fuck that one friend with a weird pH balance, and then it showed the chick from Hot Wings being like, "Ooh, this one's got a little taste to it." <laughs> God damn it. What what's your plan, Jody B? What do you got? You said you had forty five minutes. I'm afraid. Hold on, I have a chat here. Your buddy you. is your buddy Red in the chat? There's a chat here. Yeah, they've been sitting there watching the whole time. Red and my buddy Dave. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, they're voyeurs. They like to watch us operate. I didn't fucking realize that was a thing. I thought I know you said like there's people. I didn't. I didn't put. I normally do a show on Thursdays. You know, Dave usually watches the other show. It just so happened we're not doing it tonight. So when he showed up a little bit after, he was like, "Hey, you guys doing a show?" And I was like, "Well, I'm going to be talking to Bobby." But he was like, "Cool." I said, "You can come watch." Why didn't you? I I feel fucking terrible. I didn't acknowledge the chat. They're like, the IRS is always listening. Fucking, uh, like, there's a bunch of other shit. I I've never had a chat to talk to. I what did they say? Like, I wasn't. I don't ever pay attention to that. I'm full screen looking at you. The IRS is already listening. CCR, blue collar son, foreshadowing like a motherfucker. Uh, training day, Boucher. I'm a Chinese spy. Said Dave, the blind, deaf, mute. Uh, I from. I ferment cheese under my foreskin by uh, Dave the Blind Deaf Mute. Dave the Blind Deaf Mute also said it's been scientifically proven that Republicans are better at sucking dick, both women and men. Dave the Blind Mute also said I've sent Jody some of my mom's used panties. And Dave also said it was either this or watch leg bloat being pumped out. What the fuck? I had a guy on my podcast who had both of his legs blown off in Iraq. Or in Afghanistan, oh, he's like he's like a Minnesota hero. His name is John Creasel. He is actually cool as fuck. Uh, but yeah, the dude, dude, uh, they the way he described it to me is he had like the fullback, you know, in football terms of like a, a blocker, and they uh-huh. missed it, and his fucking cart hits it, and all he heard was a plink, and he woke up, and the first part of his book, the first paragraph is. As I looked down and see the pool of burgundy blood uh, draining into the sand, I thought about my parents. And I was like, I never made it past that. I just talked to him about it. And I was like, I feel bad that I traumatized you going, you know, 
You can have a fun podcast. I was supposed to ask him about the OC, that weird gay uh, scripted TV series that only lasted three you seasons. Were like, you remember that time when your legs got blowed off? I was like, I feel like as an American hero, I need to ask you more. You need to tell your story before I be like, hey, what'd you think about Marissa dying in a horrible fire as her rapist ex-boyfriend tried to get her off the road? You know what I'm saying? Like, Soldiers are touchy, man. He was and really cool. I, I have other friends who were soldiers that I've tried to get like deep with, and I, you know, I've de- B Rob will go deep with me if I wanted to. I don't think I've ever asked him what it's like to take a man's life or anything like that. But if any of the any of the other functions or whatever, or how it affected him, he would be honest with me. I know that. I think I. Now, I, I sorry, go on. I like fun fact. I had Kristen back on my show, and I chickened out when I asked him her. Is Kristen Beck the person that transitioned after being in SEAL Team 6? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I talked to her at the time, now him. I don't want a dead name or say this wrong shit. Sorry, Chief. Don't kill me. Uh, but no. At one point, I said, "Do you? can I ask you a question? At the end, he w- she was like, is there any question that you would like to ask me? And I was like, yeah, I got one. <laughs> Just loaded up in the chamber. And I didn't pre-spent, I didn't, had no setup. And I just go, do you ever miss it? <laughs> Damn. And what I meant was, do you ever miss being a dude? Like, does it ever bother you? Like, do you still, do you pee sitting down? That's what the follow-up question should have been. But I was talking to her, like, on Veterans Day. She was at Arlington Cemetery doing, like, a service. Like, so on the phone. Damn. <laughs> and I was just like... Oh, this is going to be in poor tech. Like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I go, let's see what happens. And she thought I meant military service. She goes, You mean like in the service? And I go, Yep, that's exactly what I fucking meant. Right. She said, I would go back right now. I loved it. You know, it was the best time of my life. And, uh, you know, it's it's an honor to blah, blah, you know, give me one of those. And I was like, (laughs) But, like, my real friends, the four people that fucking know have listened to me enough or know the kind of shit that I say and ask, they hit me up after and they go, I know what you fucking meant. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's funny. That's fucking crazy, dude. (sighs) The cool thing about having like my shit. Cause I got what I call the scar card. I have visible, like fucked up looking scars. So if I see somebody else with visible fucked up looking scars, I could usually be like, what's up? What happened to you? (laughs) <laughs> That's like a dude with fucking cauliflower ear. Like you can immediately be like, "The fuck do you do?" You know, like, and they'll be like, ah, "I fucking train." You know, what you, do you think that works with amputees, like Jeep owners? Like when they walk by, they have like a certain wave of the nub that they're just like, "Yo," or black people fucking nodding at each other. Like, there's definitely, I think, be you, some kind of a, a wink and a nod for disabled people. I Dave, you, what do you do? Do you throw up gang signs or something when you see other Parkinson people? You have to clank your fucking weird metal appendage like on the ground for a special like three symbol like movement, and I think other people are like acknowledged. Send <laughs> a fucking Morse code. You're fucking missing a limb. What do you tell when fucking people are looking at you? Red it's, cheers, it's brother. It's pretty funny. Like I notice it when other people like I I wear gloves a lot when I'm working, so people don't notice. I tuck one of the fingers in, so you wouldn't be able to tell unless I took the gloves off. So it'd be so funny though, shake your hand in gloves. And as you go in for like the comfy handshake where you wrap all fingers around the other person's fingers, it's just loose in one. You're like, this motherfucker's lying. He's an alien. I would think you're an alien if I went to shake your hand and I was missing a finger. And like in my head, I'd have to be like, I don't know how I feel about that guy. 
No, I've had that happen. Um, <laughs> meeting people. Why uh, do you have Futurama hand? So my my trigger finger is like cocked back, and that's just the way it is. Like it's stuck like that. So what, sometimes when I shake, like I said, it's got like a weird angle and a fingernail thing. So when I shake, if I don't do it just right, my index finger kind of pokes in curve. a little bit. Yeah, the people will think that I'm fucking with them, yeah, like yeah. giving them a weird handshake, and I. I try to give a stiff fucking handshake with my little four fingers. Have you ever given that handshake where you just, you do, well, one, you wrap inner, you, you intertwine hands, you know, you come in and you, you wrap them and that's, that's the comfy handshake, but there is one where you get the guy in the middle of the palm and you give him a little wiggle, wiggle, wiggle and it fucking, it freaks people the fuck out. So unfortunately I've had a few people kind of pull their hand back and be like, yo, what's going on with that? And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I come in peace. Yes. There's there's the dude. Do you watch the MTV's The Challenge? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I watch Big Brother, so that's okay. I, I just found out about the challenge this past year. There's a guy. There's a fucking guy on there who has a hand like this, minus the fingers. Like it's a little baby. It's like a baby hand that grew an actual like thumb and pinky. It's oh, shit. it's, it's fu- like you're throwing up like hang loose, but without half the thumb and pinky. Here, well, well, it looks it looks more like this, okay? <laughs> and this guy is the biggest asshole. Like he's just like he's actually one of the funniest things this guy ever said was like. They were trying to do a rap. There's a bunch of like 30 year old white people doing a rap, like a like a freestyle, like burn on the back of this bus after a challenge. And oh, she, she, this this one fat uh, ghetto chick, white chick, she's like, you know, Jordan, you think you're the shit, but you ain't you nothing but a bitch. And this dude drops something like you have Down syndrome face on her. And like the whole house, like this is this is a whole series of shows that like if you go back far enough, they're like. You know, when somebody does something dumb, they're like, Dunbar, you're being fucking retarded. And they don't blank this shit out. They don't do nothing. Now, you know, that guy says the Down syndrome face thing. And everybody in the house was like, Jordan, you should know of all people the struggles that have happened. It's like, he's not Down syndrome. He has a fucked up hand and he's winning challenges against you fucking faggots. What the fuck? Like... It makes me so mad to be like, what? Like that's the wokeism. Like especially like some some one of the chicks was like on those seasons that was like, stop being retarded. It's like you didn't say shit back then, and now you're like, it is not okay for people who can't defend themselves. It's like fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> God damn, what a hey, fucking dude, waste. Step up, step up. Well, it's like if you're gonna step up, step up from the beginning. Don't fucking like I like the Gandalf. Don't fucking like all of a sudden now because the listeners that watch you are gonna be like, you didn't call him out. It's like get the fuck out of here, you grandstanding fucking lazy fucking lard ass. Although she's hot as fuck, I would fuck this the chick you said it. She's hot, Anissa. But God, just stop being annoying about. Hot enough to be able to say retarded and get away with it because I'm sure sure there's a level she could say retarded. Well, she's also she's got a whole bunch of she's she's a cool chick on the show. She just like she grandstanded the one time that some dude who is mentally not mentally he's not even mentally I don't know why I said that he's like physically handicapped and everyone was like oh you amputee yeah yeah. he's not an amputee he was like it was like a hand that never fully grew oh that's what it was yeah my bad yeah okay 
My bad. When I when I I meant to look at you like this because that way it'd be like that's how tall like his actual other fingers like popped up. So he's got a little crab hand. Okay. Yeah. He's I got, thought you meant like he blew his fingers off or some shit. He got no. A birth no. And then he became an asshole because he was like, "I'm gonna do shit better than most people with two hands." It's like, uh, like, and that's his whole shtick on the show is that like, like, and he's partnered with that Anissa chick. Um, in this new season, right? I know this is all gay, but like Anissa can't run. She's like 40 years old. She's been on the challenge for like 20 years. And this dude's, you know, bitching at her, all this shit. Uh, they take a shortcut. She's running on rocks. This bitch rolls her ankle. And then like at the end of the night, they're sitting there. She's trying to ice her shit. And this dude's going, it ain't my fucking fault. You can't fucking run. It ain't my fault. And so I just watched the uh, challenge and it was like a celebrity one, I guess, because it had all the people from like the, the reality TV shows that I guess in this last season, and it was pretty good. Like you said, they're a little more aggressive because it's not like so much easy. You don't just hang out in a house all day. Like you got to do shit. So there's yeah. a lot more animosity and aggression. Well, it used to be just road rules and uh, road rules and real world. And yeah. then like in the last five or six years, they've added oh, Big duh. Brother. Real World Real Rules Challenge. That's the yeah. challenge now. That, that's how it started. Yeah. And then they've added like Big Brother in. They've added uh UK uh Real World in. They've added all these fucking, you know, UK has a whole different set of MTV stars. Yeah. Um well, it's a good idea though. You're just mixing the gene pool up, you know? Like we were talking about earlier, networking, you're just tying in other celebrities that do the same thing. It's pretty smart, I guess, when you think about it. It's a, it's a very cool show for poor people. I watch it on Pluto. And so... Uh, uh, can we... Shout out to Pluto. I'm going to fucking email Pluto and ask if I can get like a promo code or something. I mean, I don't know why you need <laughs> a one. promo code. Dude, I'm cramping up. Go to www.pluto.com TV slash po'boys. That's actually badass, bro. You won't get anything at all, but you yeah. can watch fucking. You can watch cops nonstop. It used to be an American Gladiators channel. Pluto TV is the shit. You get to watch a couple commercials and you can watch exactly what you want to watch all day. All the day, price dude. is right. The Bob Barker years. We watch. Uh, we watch uh, fucking Real World all fucking day long. My girlfriend hates the older episodes, yep. but I fucking dude, my knee is cramping so fucking bad. Oh, but we're almost done. I, no, my, you're my, good. my dog watches Three's Company. The Hell Pluto yeah. TV is the shit. If you don't have fucking money for cable, you want to pay for Netflix and all. I'm be completely honest with you right now. If it all goes south and all these goddamn things keep going up, I might just cancel all the shit and watch Pluto. Pluto has it all. They got on-demand services there. You could literally just watch Pluto and Freevee. There's enough shit on like a Fire Stick TV now that you don't even have to do all the bootleg bullshit. You can just watch it for free and get a couple commercials in. It's nice. Pluto having the channel that just keeps replaying seasons of the show that you love, and that's the only channel is just Yep, there's a Survivor channel. channel. And they're unedited episodes of Tosh.0, by the way. I found that one out the hard way because just happened to have one on going, I'm going to watch Tosh. It's the Comedy Central version. The kid's eating dinner over there. He's not going to know any better because he's fucking watching his shit. So I'm watching it two or three solid F-bombs in a row. And I was just like, oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> I guess now you're indoctrinated into this type of language. I got to be real careful, man, because I got a mouth on. My wife's got one, too. God damn it. Um, why does it say uh, 
I'm on comments, chats, and it, it keeps saying I have a notification, and then there's fucking, it just says cheers from red. Anyway, sorry. Um, Dave said you can also watch Tubi. That Tubi I heard is pretty good, You want to watch old titty comedies like Porky's? Oh, thanks, Dave. I'll have to check that out. What, what was the one that had the Reno 911? Wasn't that Tubi? I think one of them had it. This this is an advertisement for Poor People TV. If you if you're a poor person, upper poor you baby watch TV, you fucking go to Pluto. Upper poor till I die, baby. Three V and Two B, all that shit. Promo code Po Boys. When the fuck did I hit that? We are having a good time because I'm forgetting shit already, brother. Oh, that's okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna go check on my wife, and I gotta pee. I got shit. Bobby Boucher. It's been a pleasure to get to sit down and talk with you this evening, but I got to eat some dinner. Dude, thank you for letting me ramble. I hope you caught most of it because I feel like a fucking asshole for half the stories I said, especially about my dad. Oh, beautiful stories. And you you will be back. (sighs) I think you'll fit right in. To I have a nose for my kind of people, and I think I can safely admit that now. One time I picked a guy who happened to kill his girlfriend and keep her in the basement for like seven months. And he got caught, and it was a whole to-do. But other than that, my fucking my percentage is pretty good of picking out cool people to add to our little circle. And I think you're going to fit right in, Bobby. So this will be a, a, a fun episode for them to hear in eight months whenever I put it out. Yeah. And hopefully by then, you know, you'll already be in there. Distance myself enough to where, like, maybe I can gain some popularity before it comes out that I just said a bunch of N-words on fucking... <laughs> <laughs> You're writing checks. I like it. I, I, I paint for myself, so you know what are you gonna do? Like, I can't be canceled. I fucking paint. Like, you're gonna get some asshole who says way worse if you know other than me comes in and paints your house. But I still am like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. But for the story, like, you have to say how my dad said it, or else it doesn't hit. You know what I'm saying? I get it. <sighs> Listen, Fuck. I'm so do sorry. You have plugs, dude. or uh, hopefully that's not going to change by then. Do you have <laughs> plugs? You want to tell people where to find the rest of your shows if they want to listen to your ramblings? After what you just listened to, I apologize so hard, but uh, Fifty Shades of Boucher podcast, um, just kind of having uh, the Renaissance fucking year. I don't know. There's been a couple episodes. I'm trying to do better on solos, but guests have been great. Jody B has been on. Um, the episode the po- with Craig was great. That's in like the last four or five episodes. That dude was wild as fuck. Uh, I would say if you're going to listen to the show, listen to the last six episodes ever since the turn of the uh, 2022 to 2023. Um, trying to just do better and be a little more energetic and dudes like Jody B let me come on and tell stories I'm going to regret when I wake up in the morning. No. Um, are the reason why I work for myself so I don't have to worry too hard. You know, it's like eventually they'll call back. People don't want to paint their own fucking house. Nope. So, uh, no, just that. Um, if you want to go back even farther, we talked about it in the podcast, Upper Poor. Um, you can find it. There's a couple 14, 15 episodes of good fucking sports, dumb bullshit. And after that, fucking, you know, Jody B, thank you for having me on, dude. That's fucking, I love this shit. This is awesome. No problem at all. And look, I'm trying something new that I did on the last episode just so it'll be easier for me to edit later. If you'd like to support me, obviously, Google search Poor Boys Pod. You're here already, so I feel dumb. That's why I don't do it a lot. Go to www.biobaday.com. Use promo code POBOYS. You get 10% off. Clean your asshole like a champion. If you'd like to support me personally or buy me marijuana, hashtag POBOYS501. 
Uh, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your friend's mom about the show, and also about Bobby's show, Bobby Boucher, my fucking podcast brother from another mother. And uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll do more stuff in the very near future. I would love it. I'll suck you off if I have to. If you ever come to Minneapolis for that opportunity. Standing the clear.